spiritual garments. I told you there are many garments in the spirit. And each garment describes a state and the life of the one wearing it. It's important to know, I said it last Sunday, to know that we are recognized in the spirit by the type of garment you wear. I said that in Jesus' time, garment played a major role. And garments are still playing a major role. Hallelujah. We talked about the garment that Bartimaeus was wearing. And that garment was a sign of somebody that needed help. Amen? We talk about the garment of praise. He said, I will give you a garment of praise. Hallelujah. We stole, it's the book of Isaiah 61 verse 3. The garment of despair. I taught you how to put it easy to put it on. By your emotional states. When you entertain sadness, when you entertain fear, you are putting on a garment. And the spirit world is attracted by what they see. That's why when Jesus was talking to the disciples in the book of John, I think chapter number 14, he said the prince of the world is coming, but he has nothing in me. It's important to, note, to, notice, to, to take note that Christianity is spiritual. We have made this thing intellectual. That's why other strange religions are manifesting power that Christians are not. Because Christians have limited their lives by just singing hallelujah. Without understanding the implication of moving in the spirit. You should understand the importance of praise. You know, God hears our prayers, but he dwells in our praise. The Bible never says God dwells in your prayers. It says he dwells in the midst of our praises. Amen? So you need to understand that the spiritual, the spiritual world is ruled by laws. <laughs> and those laws are still here. Hallelujah. The garment of salvation. This is a garment that is put on you when you are saved. You have it. You have it. It's a garment. There's what we call the garment of righteousness. I gave you a scripture last Sunday about all these garments. Amen? So I'm not going to go on and give you all the scriptures again because you know it. Hmm. The garments of filth. Told you when somebody is wearing the garment of filth, he draws a lot of accusation. It was the case of a high priest, Joshua. Zechariah 3. He was a high priest, but he was wrongly dressed. Haven't you realized that Jesus gave a parable of a wedding feast and he said, among those who came, one was not dressed properly. 
And he said, ask him, how did you get here? So it means that it's not his face that they are looking, it's what he wore. It's not even if he's a friend of a bride, of a bridegroom. They were looking at what they were putting on. Hallelujah. That's why your garment of salvation gives you access. When you are saved, the garment of salvation gives you access to the Father. You are dressed. Hallelujah. Somebody say garments. And I want you to understand it. I want you to understand. Mm. Now, I'm going to deal with a few garments today. There's a garment that is called garment of curse. Yo. Let's go to Psalm 109, verse 17 to 20. You will see all this. Psalm 109, verse 17 to 20. Let's read it. I'm not excited yet. I'll get excited now. So bear with me. As he loved cursing, so let him, let it come to him. As he did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing and with his garments, so let it enter his body like water. He's talking about a person that is ruthless. A person that, that loves wickedness. He said, let clothe him with a garment of curse as well. That's why you can't be a Christian and be a wicked person. It's not possible. After all, your salvation is questionable. You cannot devise plan to hurt people. You cannot think of evil all the time. Something is wrong. A person that has come to understand the heart of God wants to bless people. He wants to pray for people. He wants to lift people up. But a person that does not understand that, the moment you let your heart be bitter toward people, you know what you are clothing yourself with. It will run in your body like water. So let's change and come to the place where we live out our Christianity. I'm talking about trusting God to have a heart that, that meditates on good, not on evil. Meditate on things that appear, things that are lovely, things that are of good report. You know, I had a friend, I have a friend, we don't communicate much, we call each other friend, but we don't communicate much. <laughs> Pastor Surprise, he told him. I invited him to Bloomington many years ago. And I went to pick him out at the airport. Here come Pastor Surprise with a big smile. When he saw me, he said, oh, Pastor Yao, how are you? He said, blessed. Can we go? He said, no, there is a bit of problem. I said, what did I say? I lost my luggage. I said, and you are smiling. Me, I will shake heaven and earth. He said, oh, Pastor Yao, this is just a small thing. It's just luggages. If they don't come back, so be it. But they will come back. And we went to the counter to ask, because he flew from Johannesburg. This man lost his luggages. When he gave a description, they said, yes. He left it. They didn't load it. 
But the next plane is coming in 20 minutes with the luggages. Finish. You see that you could have sat on that and be bitter and be sour and curse the whole system of South Africa. Curse the government. Curse. Sometimes I feel for the ANC. They curse them all. <laughs> People are bitter and sour. Little, little thing. Whoop. It's like every world, everything is gone. Before they go to the hospital, they always diagnose themselves with what they suffer from. The way I'm feeling, I feel it. The way I feel it, 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 it. You know, <laughs> one time I was not feeling well, and I prayed, and I said, Lord, deliver me from this. And then after a couple of days, I was still feeling. So I went to internet to try to see. God said, what are you doing? I said, I'm Googling my... <laughs> He said, why are you Googling the sickness? You have nothing. Don't Google. Google will tell you something you don't have. Because Google does not know you. <laughs> I realize that whatever you search for in the spirit, you get. Seek and you shall find. Some people, when you pray for them, are you healed? Yes. Looking for the pain. Then they find it. Because whatever you look for, you find it. Jesus never asked people, test yourself. It's done or it's not done. Is it a done deal or not a done deal? Yeah, you don't check what I'm saying. And you know this thing of internet, when you go there, it worries you. Go there, tell you stuff that you don't have. Say this symptom and symptom out to this. Contact your doctor as soon as possible. I've been there. I know it. <laughs> I said, no, not me. Google, shut your mouth, not me. Hallelujah. I call it gossip. Hallelujah. The garment of curse. The garment of curse. And I'm, I'm saying the bad garments. Now I'm going to go soon. And there is a garment... That is called the garment of violence. Yes. When somebody has that garment of violence, he just wants to be violent. He wants to fight you. Even when you don't want to fight him. He's looking for an opportunity to fight you. Some people, they are sitting quiet. The reason why they are quiet is because they are violent. They don't want to arouse that thing, so they rather be quiet. Have you seen quiet people, when you touch them, they say, leave it. They say, don't go there. <laughs> so he's not quiet because, because of his nature. He's quiet because he's avoiding conflict. Because when he gets into that conflict, garment that is shaken upon him, you, are, you have a trouble. It's in the Bible. Let's read uh, Psalm 73, verse 1 to 6. Psalm 73, verse 1 to, three, to 6. I want us to read it quickly. Truly God is good to Israel, Psalm 73, to such as appear in hearts. But as for me, my feet has almost stumbled. 
My step had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Oh, keep it there. Don't take it out. Do you know that Christians are jealous of the prosperity of the wicked? They say, even we that serve God, we are not like these people. Eh? Our business are not flourishing like people. You are talking wickedness. You are being envious of a wicked person. Let's carry on. For there are no pangs in their death, but their strength is firm. That's what we are saying. We say, oh, these people don't suffer. You see them driving the bigger cars, making noise. It's like everything is fun for them. And that's what we say. They are not in trouble as other men. Nor are they plagued like other men. We're talking about the wicked. That's how we think of them. Let's go. Therefore, pride serves as a necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. You must read your Bible. Eh? All these things are in there. I want to stop even here. God will deliver us this morning. I say God will deliver us. Revelation has a mission to deliver us from ignorance. Now, the last garment that I'm going to talk about, the negative side, is a garment of shame and dishonor. Now, when you have that garment, people dishonor you. Everything you do, turn to shame. Let's read. It's in the book of Psalm 35, verse 26. Psalm 35, verse 26. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who rejoice at my hurt. Psalm 132, verse 17 to 18. Psalm 132, verse 17 to 18. Let them, Psalm 132, verse 17 to 18. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. For praise from the upright is beautiful. Are you in Psalm 132? Psalm 132, verse, verse 17. Are we there? Let me take it from here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He said, here I will make a horn grow for David and set up a lamp for the anointed one and I will clothe his enemy with shame. I will clothe his enemies with shame. So shame is a garment. Sorry. Shame is a garment. Shame is a garment. And some people, unfortunately, are clothed with a garment of shame. So everything they do comes to nothing. They put their hope and their child, then it's gone. And they are ashamed. It's a garment. It's a garment. But now, 
The good news is coming. Hallelujah. I said the good news is coming. There's a garment that is called the garment of favor. And that's what you have. The garment of favor. When you are clothed with a garment of favor, wherever you go, people favor you. Yes. You, you don't do an effort to please people. Because your, your very presence testifies of favor. Garment of favor. In the book of Psalm 512. Five, Psalm 512. Psalm chapter number 5, verse 12. It, it's your favorite scripture. Okay. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Favor is a clothing in the spirit. You walk around and you are favored by people. You are favored by God. The Bible says that God, Jesus grew in the sight of God and man, and God gave him favor with God and with men. Hallelujah. So we have talked about favor. We have have talked about that, so I won't go into that. But you must understand uh, that favor is a garment that you can wear. The Lord put a garment of favor on you. When you stand in front of people, they have no any option but say yes to you. You walk into a place and they say, we don't do that usually, but for you, we'll do it. You, 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 you go into a place, you are not like the other one, where he stands in the queue, in the line, when he gets there, they say the tail is closed. You, when you stand, they open another tail for you and they call you, come here. Yes. When you see this small thing, know that the garment of favor is on you. But sometimes we ignore it. We don't know. We say it happened by chance. No. In the spirit, everything that you don't claim stands vacant. So if you don't claim your healing, it does not happen to you. If you don't claim the favor that God has put upon you, it doesn't happen. How do you claim it? When you wake up in the morning and say, Lord, thank you for clothing me with favor this morning. Oh, wherever I go, I'm going with the favor of God. I am so blessed. I am so blessed by the Lord. Hallelujah. You speak it out as you believe it. He said, we believe, therefore we speak. So everything that is part of your belief system must be able to come out of your mouth. I am blessed. Say to somebody, I am so favored. The enemy likes it or not, I am favored. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Even in trouble, I'm still favored in the trouble. Yes. Yes, doesn't matter where I go, favor shall follow me. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's how a Christian talks. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Yes. 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 Father, I thank you. I thank you for, for Jesus. Jesus had those things. He came to raise Lazarus from the dead. He said to the people, he, said, he lifted up his eyes toward heaven and said, Father, I'm doing this because of these guys. Because on my own, it's already settled. So even what I'm doing now, it's for their sake. Huh? When, what I'm doing now, it's for their sake. The Bible says Lazarus has been dead for what? Four days. 
this. Do you understand that the resurrection of Lazarus is a prophetic word? Yes. Yes. It's a prophetic word. Jesus stayed for four days. For four days. And he came. And when he came, death was canceled. Do you know that from Adam to Jesus were about 4,000 4, years? If you read your Bible, from Adam to the time Jesus was revealed, there were about 4,000 years. The death of Lazarus and his resurrection prophesy of the, of, of the revelation of Christ. So Jesus was saying, I'm the one that takes death away. <laughs> so, so when he came 4,000 later, he did the same thing. He did for Lazarus what has been done. So he stayed back for 4,000 years. And after 4,000 years, he showed up to give life. He said, all who call unto me shall be saved. So they called to him that Lazarus is dead. When he came, he gave life to Lazarus. So you must know that life has been revealed after 4,000 years. Jesus of Nazareth came. When he died on the very cross, he gave life. Jesus does not do anything just to do it. That's why the Bible says he did it to fulfill what was written about him. He did it to fulfill what was written about him. So, like I said, the resurrection of Lazarus is a prophecy that the Messiah has come. Amen. But they miss it. You see, you can miss your divine appointment. Yes, 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 yes. Can I submit to you that the land of Canaan was Israel already? before they went to Egypt. Do you know that that's where Abraham was? Genesis 15. He said, after 400 years, you will come back to this land. So why were they out of the land at first? Hunger. Jacob heard that there were food in Egypt. He moved from the place of promise into a place called bondage, Egypt. Egypt, the meaning of Egypt is bondage. So Jacob moved. Jacob had money to buy the food. But he decided to join Joseph because there is food there. You see, sometimes what makes us being clothed with those funny garments is that we leave the place of standing in faith and we move into something else, fear. And the moment we move into fear, we are clothed with another garment that is called a garment of shame. So it doesn't matter how you claim, your fear will get to you. They were already in the promised land. Abraham was there. Jacob was there. Isaac was there. They were in the promised land. They moved out of the promised land. Oh, you don't check what I'm saying. You are already saved. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. What are you doing out there? Why are you moving out of place? Because of trouble. Why are you changing your confession? Because of what you are going through. Why are you scared? Because of what you call reality in front of you. Are you moving out of Canaan? Yes. By the time they came back, giants were already there. It means when you vacate your place, 
it will never be empty. Somebody else will occupy it. Be careful not to vacate your place. Jesus, the Bible says, stand firm. So when you stand, you are not moving. It means you, you take your ground. So as Christians, we shouldn't move. Don't be moved. Ah, don't be moved by what you are going through. Keep that garment of salvation. Keep that garment of favor. And you are able to decree that it doesn't matter what I'm going through, it will not move me. No, 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 it can't move me. I'm so rooted and so established in the Lord that whatever is going through will not move me because I know if I move from here, I lose. God made a covenant with Abraham on the land. His children were slaves. God is all-knowing. So he said, your children will be slaves for 400 years in Egypt. He said, because the sin of the Amorites has not come to the fullness yet. But God knew that food will take them away. He knew that. You know, you know that, people, what takes us out of our position is the flesh. Mm-hmm. It's the needs of the flesh. When the flesh kicks in, spirituality goes. Yes. Have you never realized that when you are offended, you feel like unsaved? And then you have to go and pray again, beg your way back. <laughs> but you are mad. Not that you have moved, but your feelings have moved. Haven't you realized that the flesh wants to take you back to Egypt? Look, when they came out of Egypt, the first challenge that they met, they said, let's go back. They said, Egypt is better because of challenges. They say you're going to a promised land. You were there, you vacated, but now you're going back. They say Egypt is better. Listen, with the flesh, the things that, that kills us is the flesh. He said, if you live by the flesh, you shall die. But if the spirit, by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. So let me tell you something. That, that, that those garments that we are talking about are very important. And I want to say this, that before anything happens to you in the spirit, either your garment needs to be removed or you need to be clothed. There is nothing that happened to you without the proper garment be put on you. Yes. Yes. Even those who die, you cannot die with life. So before you die, there is a garment of death that needs to come on you. Otherwise, you can't die. How do you die with life? No, come on. How do you die with life? Before you die, life needs to go. So what, to, what takes the place? So it means that if you can keep your garment of life. <laughs> so before anything happens, a garment needs to be put on you. Let's take the example of Joseph. Joseph could not be sold as a slave with his garment of many colors on. It was not possible. Let's read. Genesis chapter number 37 verse 3. Let's read. Genesis 37 verse 3. I want you to read with me. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age. Oh, so when you have son in your old age, you love them more. I didn't know. It's time to get another one then. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) 
concerned in your old age. Hey, say, God satisfied me early. It's not old age. <laughs> it's like, Joseph, he also made him a tunic or a garment of many colors. Now, let's read Genesis 37, verse 31. I'll tell you, you should see what I'm talking about. Genesis 37, verse 31. So they took Joseph's tunic, killed a goat, killed a kid of a goat, and dipped the tunic in the blood. You know what they did? Before they sold Joseph, they removed his garment. Because who will buy a king? Who will buy a king? For you to buy, you need to identify him with a slave. So they have to take the tunic of many colors away so that Joseph may look like a slave in order to be sold. Oh, you don't check what I'm saying. So as long as the garment of, that God has put on you is on you, no devil can do anything to your life. Because that garment is there. Before Joseph was sold, the garment needs to be taken anyway. Mm -hmm. Because you can't sell a king. You can't. You can't. You can't go and buy a king. You only buy slaves. <laughs> and how do you recognize a king? By his dress. Yes. When king goes to war, they might not know his face, but the way he dresses, they know this is a king. Yes, yes, yes. Even the armor is different. His horse is different. Everything about him is different. So they recognize him by things that are around him and his garment. So if Joseph had that garment of many colors, people wouldn't buy him. Now they say, we don't want to get into trouble because this is a noble child. We cannot take him and bring him to us and then his father will send an army to destroy us. So they have to take the garment off in order for him to be sold. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? Second example, so that you can understand me clearly. Huh. Let's read the book of John, chapter number 19, verse 23. John 19, 23. What do you see? Then the soldier, then the soldiers, when we have crucified Jesus, took his garment <laughs> and made four parts to each soldier a part and also his tunic. Now the tunic was without seam woven from the top in one piece. Let's carry on. They said therefore among themselves, let us not tear it, but cast lot for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture may be fulfilled, which was say, they divided my garment. Ha, 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 ha. Jesus couldn't be crucified with that garment on him. No, they have to take it out in order to crucify him. Ah, yeah. That is a garment of nobles. Remember, the Bible said, the, issue, the woman with the issue of blood, she didn't touch Jesus, she touched the garment. She has no business touching Jesus. She touched the garment. They say, as soon as she tied the garment, Jesus said, I feel power has gone out of me. So there was a connection between the garment and the body of Jesus. So the garment of Jesus was one with his body. When you touch the garment, you have touched his body. He said, somebody has touched me. They said, there are many people around you. He said, no, somebody has touched me. The woman knew that I touched the aim, not even the full garment, the edge of a garment. And, and the edge of a garment was so empowered, like the whole garment, that power was drawn out of Jesus. That's a violation of rights. 
Because Jesus never planned to heal that woman. That's why I say your faith has healed you. Jesus never planned to heal her. Can I submit to you? That is not everything that happens to you that must be planned by heaven. Some of the things you can make them happen. This woman was not in the agenda to be healed. That's why Jesus was shocked. He says, who touched me? Who interfered with the affairs of heaven? The woman came trembling and said, it was me. And Jesus said, my daughter, your faith has what? Made you whole. Not heal you, made you whole. May you be whole, spirit, soul, and body. So that healing of the woman was not just a healing and the bleeding stopped. It was a restoration of everything she has lost in her life. Because remember, scripture tells you she spent all her money. For 12 years, she has spent all her money to the doctors. So healing alone is not enough. Because if she's healed, she's still broke. So Jesus says, I'm not just going to heal you. I'm going to pay you back everything you... I don't know who has spent money to the doctors this morning. But, but you are not. God is making you whole this morning. So that everywhere you are spent unnecessarily. Because that money was supposed to do something else. How do you spend all that money to take care of sick, to be sick or whatever? But Jesus said this morning. If you can touch the aim of my garment. Uh, who has touched me? Who has touched me? So we have to take the garment off. Because the same garment that healed the lady will not allow life, death to take over. Oh no. As long as he was in that garment, he couldn't be sick. He just couldn't be sick. Because the garment has hurt you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So for him to die, they remove the garment. It was prophesied that one day they will remove the garment and they will divide it among themselves. It was prophesied. I don't know what you are clothed with. The Apostle Paul says, we are groaning now while we want to be clothed. Not that we are unclothed, but we want to be clothed. He's talking about a glorious body that will come on the sun. This garment, this garment will fall. You see, I had an encounter one time. And uh, the Lord took me to heaven. And when I got there, my body fell like, a, like a, a garment. And then when I looked, I was in another garment. It was, it was the most beautiful thing I've never experienced. And then I've said it before. And then people say they were going to worship. It was an amazing experience. And they told me we're going to worship the master. That's how they were calling him. They said we're going to worship the master. And there was a room that was prepared. They took me to a room. The room was a big room. I've never seen such a size of a room. And they said the wedding of the lamb would take place in this. And when I saw the, everything, and they said, wait a minute. The worship will start at four. Until now, I'm still looking for that four. <laughs> you know what is four about? Say so the worship will start. And then the men 
caught me and he said, heaven is ready, but earth is not ready. And he pulled the curtain and I saw people on earth. And there were thousands upon thousands. And they were all wearing royal blue. And they were marching. And he said, these are the people we are waiting for to begin the worship. I said, but I thought Revelation says day and night you worship. He said, yes, we worship, but the worship is empowered by earth. I couldn't understand that. And I said, is that the way God treasured the worship of human beings? What is man that you should take care of him? What is the son of man that you will be so mindful of him? But what touched me was the way they were dressed. Different things. It was, not, it was not a skin. There was no skin in heaven. The garment they were wearing was their skin. So you only see them on the garment. If they take the garment out, there is nothing. And, 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 and I'm telling you the truth. You can clothe yourself with garment of worship. You can clothe yourself with garment of praise. You can be intentional about your worship, intentional about your praise. You are busy. Listen, 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 listen. You don't understand what I'm saying. What does Ephesians 6 tell you? He said, take up the armor of God. Put on the armor of God. He said, put it on. He said, put on faith. I, I, I see some of you say, I'm putting the shoes. That's not what I'm talking about. No, because you can say I'm putting on the helmet of salvation, but if your mindset is wrong, there's no helmet. It's all about your mindset. The moment you switch your mindset, you are putting on the helmet. The moment you stand by faith, you're putting on the breastplates. The shield of faith is something that you can hold by faith. It's not that now I'm holding it, but you are in fear. You hold nothing. It, it's faith. When you have faith, it's a shield that devil sees in the spirit. So when he throws his arrows at you, it crashes against the shield because you have a shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness. It means that your heart is protected. When he throws arrows at you, you say, I am a righteous man. I'm not standing in despair anymore because I've been made righteous by God. Your chest is protected. Hallelujah. And, and the Holy Spirit is telling us this morning, that we can be intentional about what we are going to wear. Mm -hmm. You can defile your garment. You can make it dirty. Yes. Revelation chapter number 3 verse 4. Uh, we back what we say with scripture. I'm not just here to tell you stories. Revelation 3 verse 4. Read what is said there. It says, Revelation 3 verse 4. You have a few names even in Sadis. Who have not defiled their garment? Who have not what? So it means there's a possibility. He said, and they, have, they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He said, these people have not defiled their garments. You know, when you mix with the world, you are defiling the garments. When you compromise, you are defiling the garment. Any Christian that takes bribe is defiling his garments. Yes. Yes. You are wearing a garment that is being tempered with. And you are not recognizable. The good news is 
the garment can be washed. It doesn't matter how defiled it has become, it can be washed. Let's go to the scripture. Let's go to the scripture. Revelation 7, verse 14. Revelation 7, verse 14. Let's read it together. Revelation 7, verse 14. He said, and I said to him, sir, you know, he asked him, who are these people? He said, so he said to me, these are the one who came out of, out of a great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. The blood. I say the blood. What washes your garment is the blood. It's not soap that you can buy at pick and pay. What washes your garment is the blood. So whatever there is something in your life that you feel is not clean, call upon the blood of Jesus. And you'll be washed clean. Listen, the blood has the ability to take every dirt out of your garment. Listen, if the devil is challenging you today and he says your garment is dirty, say there is no problem. There is a blood. Say I can go anytime and wash this garment in the blood. The blood of Jesus. I said the blood of Jesus. It's a pool, the blood of Jesus. We can jump into the blood and wash ourselves. We come out clean and our robe is white again. Guilt and condemnation will try to make you feel that your garment is always dirty. But tell that, that there is a pool over oh, blood. There's a pool, there's a pool of the blood that has been provided for us so that when you jump into the blood, we are cleansed again. The glory of Jesus is upon us this morning. Doesn't matter the garment you are wearing, it can be whiter than snow this morning. I said, doesn't matter the nature of a garment, it can be whiter than the snow. That was the hope that we have in salvation. That doesn't matter what happened, the blood speaks on our behalf. The blood of Jesus speaks of better thing than the one of Cain. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood. If you understand the importance of garment, and you fail to understand the importance of the blood, your garment will not be successful. You need to understand that it doesn't matter what you wear, you need to wash it someday. Yes. 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 Hmm. People, are, people are saying, I stay in Goshen. I say, Goshen is not the most important place. Can, can, can I teach you something? Huh? They were not saved because they were in Goshen. They were saved because of blood. If the blood was not on the doorpost, Goshen could not save them. The element that saved them was the blood. He said, put the blood on your doorpost. So even if an Egyptian has done that, you would have been saved too. So God is not respecter of people, he's respecter of principles. So when you apply the blood, hey, and you put the blood on you, your garment remains clean. Understand the importance of blood and garments. I will fail you if I don't talk to you about the importance of the blood when we're dealing with garments. Because it's easy for your garment to take dust. And you need to know how to reposition yourself when the garment is taking a bit of dust. It, 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 it happened to you and me from time to time that we got worried a bit for something. If you have never been worried, lift up your hands. You will lay hands on us this morning. If, if you are sitting here, it's a testimony. 
if you are sitting here, is a testimony that from time to time you get worried. But when worry comes in, there is an answer for worry. When worry comes in, engage the mystery of the blood. Tell that worry, you can come to so far, but the blood of Jesus stands against you. The blood of Jesus stands against you. The blood of the Lamb stands against you. I can be worried today, but the blood of Jesus speaks of better things. When the blood of Abel was swallowed by the ground and gave the ability to the ground because the ground has a mouth. Uh Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't know that, you must read your scripture. Ground can speak against you. So the blood was swallowed by the ground. And then the blood from the mouth of the ground was crying out to God. But you know what the blood was crying? Vengeance. Say to God, vengeance. 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 Avenge me. Avenge me. So God has to come down and say to Cain, what did you do? Because the blood of your brother wouldn't give me rest. But when Jesus died at the cross. When, when the thief said, remember me. He said, I tell you today, you shall be in paradise. But before I give us a ghost, he canceled the voice of vengeance. He said, my father, forgive them. For they don't know what they are doing. So when the blood of Jesus came to the ground, he started to cry, mercy, mercy. Hey! Instead, of, instead of vengeance, he says mercy. That's why the Bible says, the blood of Jesus speaks of better things. That shows you that vengeance is not a better thing. It's mercy that is a better thing. So the blood speaks of mercy. Ooh, I need the blood. I need the blood. Now and then I need to be washed. Now and then I need my garment to be renewed. Now and then I need to drive through a clean washer. And now and then I need to go to a dry clean. I'm standing here by grace. Not by goodness. By grace. Because I understand that there's a principle that washes my garments. We are not in the time of Cain anymore. We are in the time of Christ Jesus. Yes. 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 There is a garment that is so powerful that God gave to Jesus. <laughs> in the book of Matthew, chapter number three, the Bible says, when he came out of the waters, the Holy Ghost came. Not in him, on him. The Holy Ghost aligned himself on him. So the Holy Ghost became a garment on him. He walked around. The Bible says you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So there is a garment of power that is dispensed to you when the Holy Ghost is clothing you. Then even your shadow can heal the sick. Even even your, your, your... But Jesus says to the people, I have a gift for you. The garment my father gave me, I'll give it to you. In the day of Pentecost, I say in the day of Pentecost, they were all together in one accord. And suddenly there came a a sound like a rushing wind that filled the room where they were. And they saw what seemed to be like tongue of fire divided itself. Oh. 
Why does he need to divide self if you already divide it? Haven't you realized that he came as a pillar? He came as a pillar of fire. Didn't you realize that? The same pillar of fire that was with the Israelites. That same pillar of fire, that's what came in the room. So he said, if I remain the pillar, I will lead one person. I need to divide myself. So the pillar divided itself and sat on each one of them. And then were baptized with the Holy Ghost. They were clothed with the Holy Ghost. So that the same Peter went to the temple. He said, servant God, I do not have. So he got something. He said, I don't have. He said, servant, I don't have. But what I do have, what does he have? The garments. He said, he said from now on, I have a garment. And this garment empowers me. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. This morning, God wants to clothe you a garment of power of the Holy Ghost. I said, this morning, there's a clothing. There's a clothing available to you. Yes. Yes. Beside the garment of joy. Beside the garment of peace. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. That is poured. He said, curse will run like water in your blood, in your body. But he said, blessing will be like an oil on your head. <laughs> you, know, you know, water can dry up, but not oil. Yeah. If oil ever touches something, <laughs> you see the mark. If water touches something and the sun shines on it, it's gone. That's why when you wash your clothes, they are wet. In contact with the sun, it's dry. You can wear it. Try to wash your clothes with oil. And put it in the sun and wear it the next day. We will think something is cuckoo with you. Yes, 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 yes. What is the revelation? The curse can be disengaged, not the Holy Spirit. So it may, doesn't matter what curse is it, you can walk out of it. But once the Holy Ghost has baptized you, oh my Lord, once you are endued with the real oil of heaven, it will overflow. David says, I want to end here. David says, you pour oil on my head. Whoa. You pour it on my head, and that oil is visible in my cup. He didn't pour oil in the cup. He poured it on the oil head. But he said, then be visible in your cup. And your cup is the instrument of your prosperity. So he's saying, oil is connected to your prosperity. So the more oil you have, the more prosperous you become. It's in your head. <laughs> say, it's on my head. It's say, oil on my head. Oil is poured on my head. And my cup will overflow. And goodness and mercy shall follow me because they smell the oil. <laughs> goodness and mercy don't follow you because you want them to follow you. They follow you because they smell the fragrance of the oil. So when oil is on your head, goodness and mercy go with you because there is oil on your head. I'm praying this morning that you may be empowered by God. Hallelujah. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Can we give a big hand to our Lord? He's the ancient of days. In the ancient of this, the great I am.